Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible study in the book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 38 of Revelation chapter 3. And we're going to begin by reading verse 21. To him that overcometh, why grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. And in this verse, the Lord is again referring to him that overcometh repeatedly in the address to the seven churches we have read uh, again and again about the one that overcomes. We won't read them all, but going back into Revelation chapter 2 and verse 26, it said there, And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end to him will I give power over the nations. And in Revelation 3 and verse 5, He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. And and so on. In each case, the uh, phrase, he that overcometh or him that overcometh, had to do with the person that experienced the salvation of God by the grace of God. And that individual is said to overcome or to be victorious only because Jesus himself first overcame. And we read of the Lord Jesus um, speaking of overcoming in places such as John 16 and in verse 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The Lord was victorious as he uh, overcame the powers of darkness and uh, all the things that this world consists of. He overcame them. He overcame sin and death as he died to pay the penalties for his people and rose again from the dead, showing forth that he was victorious, that he had conquered and won the battle over the enemies of God. And he, in doing that, he also was uh, victorious uh, for those that he came to save, his elect people. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, God says. And let's read this verse again. We've read it several times. Each of these occasions that this word overcometh has come up. And and again, remember, God keeps repeating it. And that means it must be very important. And he wants to remind us of these things. And in First John chapter 5 and verse 3 it says for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith and again whatsoever is born of God and the true believer is the recipient 
of a new spirit, a new born-again soul, which is a result of the work of the Lord Jesus Christ on his behalf. It is by the faith of Christ that we are justified and not by our own faith. And and so the workings of the Lord, the faith of Christ, is that which overcomes. And then he gives us uh, a new heart and a new spirit. And uh, as a result of the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, which uh, develops the fruit of the Spirit and faith uh, in ourselves as as a fruit, then we overcome the world. And to those that do, well, the Lord says he will grant those individuals to sit with him in his throne. In that language of sitting in the Bible, when someone sits, especially upon the throne, it has to do with ruling, with dominion and power, um, just like a king. It is kings that exercise their authority and their power as they sit upon their throne. And all true believers, every single child of God, is one that is overcome in Christ. And each one is granted, that is, it's given, it's part of the gift of God's salvation. It accompanies all the wonderful blessings that salvation brings and each one will sit with Christ that is will rule with him on his throne as we read in Ephesians chapter 2 in uh, let's see let's begin in verse 5 even when we were dead in sins hath quickened us together with Christ and this is of course referring to God who quickens or makes us alive together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and has raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Now this scripture is really telling us that God's people, all of his children, and we expect that there will be perhaps as many as 200 million that God redeems, finally, that God saves, that all of them, no matter whatever the final number would be, each and every one of them will be raised up in salvation and made to sit together in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. So as Christ is seated upon that glorious high and lifted up throne at the right hand of the Father, so too in him are every one of his people, his children, his elect. And and, and he causes this to happen. He makes us to sit together with him and to rule with him. Well, what will we rule over? Well, we we don't know for sure at this point. We do know that the Bible does speak of uh, giving authority over cities to um, to the elect. The Bible uses that kind of language. 
we do know that God is um, a tremendously great creator, that he has been at work, and work to God is to create from eternity past. Who knows what creations outside the realm of this particular creation, outside this universe and and everything that's a part of this creation, who knows what God has been doing in creating creatures that inhabit creations. And the Bible refers to uh, principalities and powers uh, that this world has been put on display for. And, and God certainly has been creating uh, all along and these creations undoubtedly are out there and and who knows what God will create in eternity future. And whatever he does create, well, now he has um, a multitude of children, of princes that rule together with him, that he can set over these particular creations, just as an earthly king would sometimes set his sons over um, provinces to rule because he trusted them. And they would be good examples of uh, exactly what he wanted in a ruler over those uh, particular provinces. And, and so, too, God will have a people he can trust, those uh, that he has redeemed, those that are made perfect through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, those that are made in his image and now once again reflect that wonderful image of the Almighty, the Creator himself. And these people will will be set in authority, ruling in Christ Jesus as any authority that is given them, of course, would be uh, under God, under the Lord himself. And we we don't know what to expect. We know we will be um, active. We will we will be put to work. Uh, no one ought to think that they're going to be idle forever and ever. They were going to just float upon a cloud, strumming a harp um, and and laying back, enjoying our ease into eternity future. God abhors idleness. Uh, God is a God of work and action. And he is a God that does things. And certainly we will be given tasks to perform. And we will uh, carry them out perfectly according to the will of God. Well, here in our verse in Revelation 3 verse 21 Again, it says to him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. It really is a beautiful picture of Christ, one with the father and the believers, one with Christ, all one together now as we are his bride and remember what the Bible says when husband and wife come together, that they become one. The two become one. And and now we are one with God. What an incredible thought that is that the creature 
is exalted to such lofty heights as being one with God to actually be considered uh, in Christ to be seated with him in his throne, not beneath his throne, not um, his footstool, but in him upon his throne. It really is an incredible thing to think about that God has exalted uh, these redeemed sinners to such a, a, a high and lofty position as that. Well, let's go on uh, to verse 22 of Revelation 3. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And again, once again, for the seventh time, as now we're completing the uh, addresses to the seven churches, and the, there was a format, a pattern that God established with the opening address to each of the churches and with the closing address to each of the churches. He repeated this seven times, and and therefore we can know for sure this is an extremely important statement of the Lord. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And again, God is speaking to his people who he gives ears to hear as faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. God has caused certain ones to hear and in the Bible to hear means to understand and to hearken means to hear and also to do. Not only do you hear um, the command and not only do you understand it, but you perform the doing of it. If you fail to perform the doing of it, then you never hearken. You did not really hear it. And so the Lord is speaking to those. He has given ears that that can understand and obey what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. And now this will complete the address to the seven churches in Asia Minor. The historically and also the address to the corporate church that will be the people of God, the outward representation of the kingdom of God upon the earth throughout the New Testament church age for 1955 years. Such a long time, almost 2000 years, God um, worked in the churches and operated through them to accomplish his purposes in the world. And yet he had a plan to finish the church age, to end the church age, and then to turn his attention to completing his overall salvation plan and plan of judgment for this world. And and so the book of Revelation will likewise turn its attention away now from the churches and congregations as um, the Lord now will uh, spend a great amount of time 
and emphasis in the scriptures upon the end of the world, which will include the Great Tribulation period and the Day of Judgment. And and so we'll, we'll find in Revelation 4 and 5 that first the Lord will give us a look into heaven itself. It will be a glorious glimpse into um, happenings that are taking place in the heavenly kingdom of God. And we'll also uh, read about um, the seven seals um, that the Lord Jesus Christ, as the one that did overcome and as the one that was victorious, is now able to remove from the Bible. And God makes a, a very big deal out of taking off the seals from the word of God. And we also should, uh, should think that's a very big deal. And, and God makes a big deal about it because the things that he brings forth, the teachings, the doctrines that he uncovers and uh, reveals to his people at the time of the end are supremely important teachings. And that's why it's not a light thing at all for someone who has been blessed and uh, has been a, a gracious recipient of the gift of God as God has opened up his word, the Bible, and has taught us things that have been sealed up for millennium that uh, it is not a light thing for someone to turn from those teachings and to go back to former understandings to dismiss these teachings to turn and um, go back to the world or church or or to other formerly held doctrines it's not a light thing at all and we'll see the tremendous emphasis that the Bible puts upon the removal of the seals of the Word of God. And of course, in our day, all the seals are off, and and we know a, a good deal of information uh, concerning exactly what God is speaking of. We're going to find, as we continue on in the study of the book of Revelation, that many of the things in the coming chapters, are um, describing events that have recently taken place during the 23-year Great Tribulation period or that are presently taking place during this Day of Judgment, which began on May 21 of the year 2011. And so we're going to uh, really feel as if God is describing our uh, present time as though we were reading the newspaper, as though we were hearing the news um, of what is happening today. Because the Bible, of course, is written by the infinite God who uh, knows the end from the beginning. And he did describe end time events in a very precise and accurate way. Well, we look forward to now moving on, uh, Lord willing, in our study to Revelation chapter 4, the next time we get together, and deeper into the book of Revelation.